This is the MoveChannel.com's property inspector taking a closer look at global real estate each month. With the Olympics almost upon us, London rents have broken new records according to property group LSL. But across the country too, rents are on the up. In June, the average monthly rate for England and Wales was just £2 short of the all-time high of £720 recorded last October. While according to one mortgage broker, 60% of landlords are planning to expand their portfolio of rental properties within the next six months. So what if you want to join the lettings market? What should you do? What should you not do? And how much money can you really expect to make? I interrogated James Davis, CEO of the UK's largest online lettings agency, UPAD, to get the answers. Here's how to become a landlord in less than 10 minutes. James, thank you for joining me. So let's say I'm looking to become a landlord for the first time. I obviously need a property to let. What kind of property or location should I be looking for? Um, so my advice is to understand who they believe their customer to be. So if you think the student market is an area that has got a lot of potential, try and understand what universities there are in, in a given area, uh, whether they're looking to grow or not, especially given the effects of um, tuition fees, um, and try and understand whether there's demand A today and also whether there will be tomorrow. Um, the same applies if you're going to look at the housing benefit marketplace where uh, last year capping came into effect. One sort of trick, I suppose, that I look at doing as well is that before I look to buy a property, is I put an ad either in the local newspaper or Gumtree, for example, um, and just see how much demand there is, how many inquiries I get from potential tenants. Because it's quite a good real-life steer on, on how much demand there actually is versus what you your, your, your gut instincts are. How much time goes into preparing a property to let? Is that something people tend to underestimate? It's no good just thinking that there's a... You know, there's a property in a particular area and there's high demand. Um, that property needs to have um, appeal for tenants. So the way it looks, in the sense of having relatively neutral colours within the property, the fact that it is cleanly laid out, that there's a relatively new kitchen or brand new kitchen in there. What I suggest may be worthwhile doing is, is, is actually being a tenant for a few days, inquiring about properties that are on the market that you're looking to get into. See what is available for you know, the same price range, and see what works you need to do to get your property up to scratch. And then once the property is up to scratch, you'll obviously be unleashing a group of people upon its contents. Uh, is it worth getting insurance? You're going to get wear and tear on the property. On your tax return that you do on an annual basis, you're allowed to claim 10% of the annual rent for wear and tear, which is probably what it's going to be in terms of replacing carpets and boilers and repainting the property. You can take out um, insurance uh, on the property to ensure that um, you know there's no damage, but I think this, this sort of depends on whether you're um, operating on a, on a furnished basis or, or unfurnished. If you're offering on a fully furnished basis, especially in areas like Prime London, for example, where um, it'd be very easy by the time you've done a property up to a high standard that the contents come to, to a fair amount of money, you'd want to protect against that should there be damage in a big way like a fire or a flood, or indeed if there's, um, you know, the property hasn't been looked after in a particularly good way. Let's talk about tax. Uh, how do you go about ensuring you're paying what you're meant to? Is it, is it a complex procedure? I think um, the tax side of things is, is relatively straightforward. Every year what you have to do is submit um, a self-assessment tax return, um, if you don't already, um, and complete what's called the land and property section. But you need to put in there what your, your income has been, i.e. what rent you've received, um, and then there's various allowable costs. Um, if you've had costs in, uh, from accountants or lawyers, 
um, in during the course of the year of, of running your portfolio. If there are service charges or ground rents, if it's a leasehold property, they can be included too. Have a look at the DirectGov website because they, they very clearly put on there um, what one can claim and what can't. Uh, there are also regulation changes such as the tenancy deposit scheme that's just been introduced in Scotland. Uh, in terms of paperwork, how important is it to keep abreast of the latest legal requirements? Um, on NewPad, we have a, a very active sort of news and advice section. Um, so if you go to our homepage at upad.co.uk, on there you will see a whole host of information to help and advise you. But in essence, before you let out a property, um, you need to have uh, what's called an EPC, an electrical performance certificate. Um, which is valid for 10 years, and that's before you start marketing the property, either directly or through an agent. Um, you need to, every year, get a tax certificate done to make sure your appliances all meet the safe levels of, of working, so there won't be any repercussions from your perspective going forward. Once you've found a tenant, you need to, uh, if you're taking a deposit, register it with one of the three government-approved uh, schemes. They either operate in a way where you transfer the deposit to one of the schemes, or insurance-based, whereby you can hold on to the deposit, which, which um, you know, you should keep in a separate bank account, and you pay a fee, which is insurance-based, as it were, uh, and that needs to be done um, within the first 14 days of the tenancy agreement starting. Right, so I found a property, uh, I've got it up to scratch, uh, I've ensured that I'm in a good location, I've sorted out the paperwork, uh, the only thing I need now is a tenant. How do I get one of those? 92% of tenants are now looking online for their next rental property. Um, they're not really going down the high street to uh, inquire through high street agents, um, nor are they reading local classified newspapers. Um, what I think is very important is the landlord gets their property on websites like Rightmove, Find Property, Zoopla, uh, and Gentry. Um, UPED will advertise your property uh, across, um, I think it's nearly 1,200 different websites now. Um, and what that is allowing you to do is to maximise the amount of inquiries that you would get from tenants. What we want to try and do as a landlord is, is minimise your voids periods, which is when the property is vacant. Um, we're very much reading in the papers that there are more and more tenants out there looking to uh, rent properties, which is very much true. Um, what has changed is, is the shift online for where tenants are going to find a place to rent. Um, so there's no point putting your advert in a, prop, in a place where tenants aren't um, hanging out, if you'd like to call it that. Let's say I do choose to go with UPAD service. Uh, what ways are there to attract tenants online? Is it, again, a case of photos and pricing? Yes, it's, it's, it's a really interesting one, actually. Um, you know, five, ten years ago, it was all it was, it was fine if you put an advert in a local newspaper, um, you, you read out the description to, to somebody there, and they published it a few days later in the paper. But tenants now are going onto one of these websites like Rightmove or Find a Property, they're putting in the price range that they can afford. And what will happen then is they get a whole long list of properties that match that criteria. What will let a property far quicker than anything else is having really good photography. As a top tip, having photos for your property is going to increase the amount of inquiries you get by nearly 400%. What I think also is worth doing is having internal shots of the property. Um, tenants want to visualize living there. They want to visualize sitting on the sofa, um, cooking in the kitchen, having really good internal shots, um, ideally with a wide-angle camera lens because it really shows off, um, especially smaller rooms, really shows them off. With that, um, what I think is increasingly important is, is having a floor plan done. This sort of leads into the due diligence that tenants are now doing, given the internet allows tenants to do Google Street View and, and all those sort of things that you know five years ago you couldn't do. And it does therefore mean that when they actually come out for a viewing, it's just to confirm uh, what they've actually seen online, and therefore you're going to get 
far less uh, wasted inquiries than you otherwise would do. Uh, there's always the fear of letting a bad tenant into your house. How do I spot a serial killer? What I recommend landlords do is do the viewings themselves. Um, that gut feel of meeting some somebody is very hard to, to put a finger on, but I think it's important to look somebody in the eye. Um, I think a lot can be built from that. Secondly, to do a full reference, um, you know, UPAD will fully reference tenants for you. Um, uh, we don't charge the landlord for that. Um, but by what we do is we credit check them, we ask the previous landlord for a reference, and we ask the employers for a reference. Um, and I recommend those two sides of the equation um, are worthwhile doing um, for signing a tenant on. Uh, when a tenant does move in, to protect both their deposit and my property, should I take an inventory of the house? So inventories are uh, an interesting one. I think what we need to be aware of, if you're registering a deposit uh, with the government schemes, should there be a dispute, unless there's a clear record of what the property was like before the tenant moved in and afterwards, um, generally the deposit scheme will um, side with the tenant. So to prove your case as a landlord about what the property was in before and afterwards, um, you're going to have to do an inventory to, to show that. However, um, inventories potentially are quite expensive. You know, you need to do one before somebody moves in and also afterwards. If it's an unfurnished property and it's brand new or there's various, you know, uh, maybe it's sort of slightly tired, um, you may question whether you should do an inventory or not. Right, so I've got a tenant, uh, their deposit is safe, we're agreed on the state of the house when they moved in. I'm officially a landlord, but how do I avoid becoming a bad landlord? So I think once you've um, signed a tenant up and, and they've moved into the property, I strongly recommend that landlords have good communication with tenants. Um, by this I mean, you know, maybe uh, phoning them up to go around to have a chat once a month and just make sure, you know, to give the property a check over, but also to make sure the tenants are okay and there's no issues um, cropping up. If there's a leak in the property or there's a damp patch, it will allow you or the tenants to flag it up as and when, rather than waiting for it to turn into a potentially bigger thing. Um, what it will also do is, is allow a tenant to you know, be a platform for them to say, look, I think I'm about to lose my job, I'm about to be made redundant. And if you're um, in communications with them on a monthly basis, what it allows you to do is to react to, to, to this situation. You may want to you know, put a budgeting plan together. It may just be that they just tell you about what's going on and you can be aware of things right from the word go rather than a, a tenant missing a month's uh, rent and you then sort of having to chase them up and the whole issue of them going into arrears and potentially evicting them, um, just please note that you know, within, your, within the tenancy agreement, the, the tenant is allowed quiet um, enjoyment of the property. So you know, just don't turn up unannounced on a Saturday afternoon, but um, having good communications, I think, will, will, give you, uh, will lead you into good stead. James David from UPAD, thank you very much. Uh, and that's how to become a landlord in less than 10 minutes. The property inspector will return next month.